Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200-word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy, and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. It's the attack of the content robots. I'm Chris Cooper, and today I'm going to tell you how to beat AI. We're going to do this in three big topics. Number one, we're going to talk about how everybody in the world can produce B-plus content now and why that's really exciting. Second, though, I'm going to talk about what to do if you're already a content producer and you want to stand out amid this flood of content that is being produced and will be produced in the next year to two years. And third, I'm going to tell you how AI is going to beat you if you don't take this advice. This is businessisgood.com. I'm Chris Cooper, and we content creators live in a miraculous time. We can talk to more people than ever before in history. The power of marketing is astronomically stronger than it's ever been, and our audience for that marketing has no geographical limit. The real foundation of all this power and reach is the content that we produce. We can publish for free anytime that we want, and people will listen. We can be our own TV network, our own radio station, our own newspaper. And now, thanks to artificial intelligence tools like ChatGPT, we don't even have to write the material ourselves anymore. There's an army of robots that's ready and willing and eager and pretty good at writing blog posts and sending emails and writing podcast interview questions or even doing deep fake videos and podcasts. We can publish as often as we want to for free with almost no effort and it will get us a great marketing result. And here's the really amazing part. More content is still more important than good content. Quantity still beats quality in the online marketing game. You show up more often in more places and you will win. Now this perfect storm, this nexus of, of quantity uh, getting large reach, this isn't going to last forever. It probably won't last more than another year or so. Eventually, Google or another search engine is going to figure out how to filter content that's been written by robots and find the real stuff. The real tech race in content is actually between the robots that produce the content and the robots that find and filter content. And that filter is going to become more important over time. But for now, everybody can and should, and most are producing a ton of content that would earn you about a B plus grade in high school. It's amazing news for everybody who should be producing more content, but is it? And just sidebar here, over the last 13 years that I've been giving entrepreneurs advice or sharing my story, the number one thing that I say is you need to produce and publish more content. And it's also the piece of advice that the least people do. They hear it, they understand it, they get the value, but they still fail to execute. And so now they've got tools that will actually help them do that for the first time ever. It's amazing news for people who are struggling to publish more, but it can seem like scary news if you're already a content producer and you're worried that your hard work is just gonna get buried in this avalanche of content online. So here's how to make your content stand out from chat GPT content and other content bots. Number one way to make your content stand out from ChatGPT and the other content bots, niche down. The narrower your expertise, the less a robot will be able to duplicate that expertise. For example, a blog about the fitness industry as a whole can be written by AI because that's a general topic with statistics and knowledge everywhere so the chatbot can learn about it. But a blog about personal training studios 
can probably be done by AI, but not as well because it doesn't understand that the niche is getting narrower. A blog about getting and keeping personal training clients in their mid 40s in Ipswich, Pennsylvania is best done by somebody with experience who lives in Ipswich, Pennsylvania and has a personal training studio there and wants to get more clients or knows how to get more clients, right? So like a robot might be able to write a blog post about how a rocket works, but it can't explain how it feels to be strapped into the seat at liftoff. The more specific your experience and the narrower your audience, the more irreplaceable you become and the more valuable your work becomes to them. So number one, niche down. Number two, be very specific. Your content should be closer to a checklist than an editorial. For example, Jasper, which is another AI writing tool, could write a broad article about how to keep your clients longer in the gym industry. And the article would give general advice that's like directionally correct, but imprecise. So for example, when I asked an AI engine how to keep clients at my gym longer, it said, give your clients a world-class experience. Well, of course that's true, but what does that even actually mean, right? Not much without specific tactical steps. Real professionals would go a lot deeper. So for example, at Two Brain, my mentorship practice for gym owners, an article on keeping clients longer would include the five steps to running a goal review because we know that goal reviews keep clients longer and we have the data to prove it. And because we've done them thousands of times, we can be very specific about how to do it like this. So we could say, sit down with your client every three months, measure their progress on an in-body scale, have them sit down again, then say, are you completely satisfied with your progress? If they say yes, then you go to the testimonial script. If they say no, then you move to a new prescription script. And of course, we have those scripts ready to go too. Robots can't get that deep because they don't have any actual experience. So number one is niche down. Number two is be very specific. Number three, use stories. Stories stick. Leveraging your personal experience pays off again here because you've actually done the thing that you're talking about. So for example, when I'm talking about turning my gym around, I can share a story about sitting on this park bench in this hot afternoon sun and I'm just like in total despair. And I can describe that rock bottom moment, the readiness to quit, the dejection that I hadn't figured out how to run a business, how I like, you know, hung my head and trudged back up the fire escape entrance to my kind of grungy gym, feeling absolutely defeated. I can tell that story because it actually happened to me and a similar story is happening to a lot of the people in my audience they get to walk up that clanking old rusted fire escape with me in my shoes. And you know, when I meet these people years after they've read that story, they can repeat the thing back to me verbatim, right? When they meet me at a conference, robots can't do that because they haven't actually lived it. So first is niche down. Second is be specific. Third is use stories. Fourth is be directive. Tell people exactly what to do. While Google Bard, which is another uh, content creation engine, can write a 700 word blog post on the five daily habits to help you focus. And they might even give you some useful advice you, the expert, can be more specific, right? So like this, you could say every day, do one thing to grow your business before you do anything else. That is specific advice that I give to everybody in our mentorship practice and everybody listening to this podcast too, because that's actionable. Every day, do one thing to grow your business before you do anything else. No chat engine, no, no blog 
robot is going to write that because it hasn't done it. An even better example would be to write, by 5 p.m. today, produce one blog post and send it to your email list. Now, this is where a mentor can actually dig into this and think about what they're telling the client as their content. And if you don't want to be replaced by AI or a robot or an algorithm that solves problems in the future, the best thing that you can do is give people very specific tactical advice that looks like a checklist. Okay. Even when you're building courses for people who are like already in your program, they're already your clients and already paying you. If you want to make your courses better, don't be vague. Your courses should be just like a checklist. Okay. So the number five way to beat AI is to share the steps. So for example, using what I just said about making your program a checklist or making your content feel like a checklist, you could share the above directive. Uh, so instead of just even saying, Every day do one thing to grow your business before you do anything else, you could get more specific. So here are the steps. First, set an alarm for 50 minutes earlier than your normal wake up time, okay? Somebody can go do that. Second, place the alarm three steps away from your bed, okay? They can go do that, right? It's like I'm building Ikea furniture here. Third, when that alarm goes off, shut it down before it wakes up your wife. Everybody gets the why behind that. Fourth, now that you're standing up, Walk down the hall to the coffee pot, press the on button, check. Now go use the bathroom while the Keurig or the coffee pot is warming up. Good, wash your hands. Okay, put that in there. Kind of a joke, but like the simpler you make this, the better. Walk back to the coffee pot, right? Step eight, you know, press brew, carry the coffee to your office. Step nine, open your laptop. Step 10, type in 750words.com. Step 11, close all the other tabs, all the other, you know, windows that you've got open. Step 12, write one blog post. Step 13, copy that blog post onto your website. Step 14, copy the blog post into your CRM. Step 15, email it to all of your clients. That is literally the steps that I did this morning to do one thing every day to grow my business before I do anything else. Verbatim, that's what I did. And the, the smaller you can make that checklist, the more valuable it actually is to the consumer of your content, right? That's actually my morning routine. I did that verbatim this morning. Many of my clients, entrepreneurs who face a huge mountain of work and decisions every day, they need this level of detail to get things done. The simpler that you can make your content or your courses or whatever, the more likely they are to get done and for people to be successful at them. So focus on the outcome and make the steps as small as possible to get to that outcome. Your content, again, should be closer to a checklist than an editorial. The sixth way to beat AI is to interview other people. Have them tell their story, share specific advice and all that other stuff that I've already mentioned. But now they're sharing that with you. Get the details that a robot wouldn't think to ask about, right? Like what was in your head when you were going through that? Uh, why were you using the fire escape to walk into your gym, Chris? Okay. The, the, the cool thing is that chatbots can talk about people, but they can't talk to them. So get the details that a robot would never think to ask, like get yourself in their shoes. Ask very specific things. I'll give you an example here. So we did this interview with a guy that was doing a lot of semi-private training at his gyms in New Jersey for our Two Brain Business podcast. And you know, the, at first pass when he was telling the story, it all sounded like it was really, really simple to set up. But then 
because I'm a human and I'm, I own a gym and I'm thinking like, how do I implement this? I could ask them specific questions. Like when a client comes in for their semi-private program in the morning, how do they get that program? Like, is it on an app? And he said, no, no, we print them out and we put them on clipboards. And then I could say, okay, I'm imagining this happening in my gym. How do the clients get the clipboards? Oh, there's a slat board with hooks on it. And, and every morning the, the, the clipboards are there waiting for the client. How do the clipboards get on the hooks in the morning? Oh, the first coach in every morning, they print out all the client programs, they put them on the clipboards, they hang them on the hooks. Now we've got something that's very meaningful, actionable, and that's high value client content for my audience, okay? And then the seventh way to beat AI is to get better. The AI robots are improving their researching and their creative skills. They're already producing content at a B plus level. That means your competitors are producing content at a B plus level too right? They're publishing a lot of pretty good stuff. If you want to rise above that massive avalanche of content that's coming, you have to improve your skills at writing, podcasting, and producing video. And that might mean hiring people who are better at those things than you currently are. To start getting better at all of that, pick up the book On Writing Well by William Zinser. Then find an editor who can turn your pretty good content into great content. Work hard to get your B plus level stuff up to an A plus level. The more valuable you are to your audience, the more irreplaceable you become. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you how to lose to AI, because I promise you, if you're a content creator and you're not doing these things right now, you're going to get buried. Nobody's going to hear from you. You're going to lose all of your power and all of your influence and all of your reach and probably all of your audience. So how to lose to AI and the people who are using AI, right? Because AI is now to beat you, AI doesn't care, but your competitors are using AI to beat you at the content game. So here's how to lose. Number one, be vague. Do not be specific. Number two, be general. Talk about trends, right? Like talk about the industry and the massive opportunity in the industry. Another, the third way to lose is to hold back your best advice, right? Like I'll just give people little bites and that'll get them intrigued. And then uh, when they get into my program, I'll give them the real stuff. Give them the real stuff now. Fourth, talk about trends and industries instead of Jack and Mary. Like don't give specific examples. Just talk about the opportunities and like 50% of clients do this or like your churn rate should be 3%. Instead, you should say like, here's how to keep Jack and Mary in your gym. The next way to lose to AI is to share your opinion instead of experience. Nobody actually cares about your opinion, right? They want the action steps. So those are five ways to lose to AI. Be vague, be general, hold back your best advice, talk about trends and industries instead of Jack and Mary, and then share opinions instead of your experience. I see gym business advice from robots every day, and I see people reading it, clicking on the articles on like Facebook, Instagram, and then they're actually even commenting like, whoa, that's a great article, right? And most of this stuff that's produced by AI is directionally correct, but it's not directive, right? So for example, uh, an article by uh, ChatGPT uh, on how to keep clients around in your gym might recommend you should survey your gym members, right? And nobody would argue with that. It sounds directionally correct, but it's not directive. Like, what do you ask your gym members? And when do you send the survey? And what survey software do you use? And how long should the survey be? And then it, it doesn't, it's not tactical. Like what do you do with the results once you get them? Or how do you interpret the answers? What do they even mean? And it's also not skeptical. It doesn't ask, should you do a survey? Why or why not? You know, so for example, in that, in that instance, we would actually say that you should not survey 
your gym members, that you should find your five best. Then we would give the steps to identifying your five best. Then we say you book a one-on-one coffee date with those people. And then when you're sitting at coffee, here are the three questions that you need to ask them and you need to write that down. And then here's what you do with what you've learned. Okay. Now in time, search engines and media platforms will learn to filter the best content. Someday schools might even teach students how to be skeptical about what they see online and entrepreneurs will develop the mental filters to help them filter the A plus material from the fluff and maybe even create it themselves. But until then, we have a massive opportunity to stand out, to be better than the robots, to use the AI engines to push us to be more valuable. So start with the tips that I've just given you. Look, if you're an entrepreneur and you're not creating and publishing content, you have just won the content lottery. You will never have a bigger marketing opportunity than you have right now to create and publish content with almost zero effort for free and get the massive reach that's currently available. These things will diminish in uh, reach over time. Uh, You'll get buried over time, but right now quantity is more important than quality. However, if you're a content producer, you need to follow the seven steps that I've given you in this podcast to stand out, to rise above, to differentiate yourself, and to beat the robots. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business Is Good, and I want to see your business double by next year using content marketing. Thanks for listening to Business Is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog posts or podcasts that I put on the Business Is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there.